Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, pouring half a pint of the lager of the internet, topping it up with half a pint of the cider of friendship, adding a dash of black currant of humour, and sipping down the snake bite of the podcast. I'm a snake. <laughs> Did My you say I'm a snake there? Yeah. I'm- I'm a snake or I'm a steak? I'm the, I, I'm the snake. I'm the snake. I thought you said apple steak, first of all. Apple steak. <laughs> That's like, that's like doing off menu catchphrase. Apple steak. Ooh, apple steak. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever anyone makes a really good yeah. choice on the off menu yeah, podcast, yeah. we go, ooh, apple steak. <laughs> As if our guests need to feel any more alienated from, from us. <laughs> yeah, us constantly throwing out references that only the listeners would get. Yeah. Ooh, apple steak. Also, just interviewing anyone now. If anyone says something that I know you're just going to enjoy the sound of, mm-hmm. or a word that I know that you'll think's funny, yeah. just look at you straight away. Yeah. Or what me and Benito have started doing, if you use a word, James, <laughs> that we've never heard you use before, like yeah. an interesting word, we look at each other like, oh, <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> that is what, tip to all podcasters, actually, keep everyone's expectations of you so low that, it, that your co-host and producer will go, oh, well done, whenever you use a word they have, they know that you do. Yeah, because it's always a word that we know. Yeah, sure, you, you, guys, you guys know it, but you're like, well, well done, and, and he used it in the Andy, right context. well done. Also, you'll, you'll notice that every time either me or James asks a good question mm-hmm. the other one will always compliment them on the question. <laughs> yeah, good question, yeah. well done yeah. um, I, I would like, you know listeners now, if you make a particularly nice meal or you go out for dinner and, and you know, the plate comes along and it looks delicious um, <laughs> film yourself next to the food going, ooh, apple steak apple steak <laughs> uh, and tweet it to at, at off menu official. Please do, we'd absolutely love that. But, but- Enough Listen, of this. Enough this is the Off Menu Podcast. Ed and I, we own a dream restaurant. We invite a guest in every single week. We ask them their favourite ever start a main course dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week, our guest is... 
Matt, Matt Lucas. Lucas. Matt Lucas. Wait, uh, are we are we edging into potential uh, Nash Trej? Well, he, he doesn't need an introduction, that's for sure. Well, that's I mean, the thing, we're, we're yeah. going to give him one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. George Dawes on Shooting Stars. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that seems like ages ago. Bake Off now, of course. Incredible stuff. You know, very exciting. Uh, new series of Bake Off starting soon, of oh, course. Yeah. What might, of course. I competed against Matt in Bake Off. You did, because someone uh, are they remaining nameless? I believe. Well, no, I believe. I believe in the within the canon of Bake Off. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know who it was who dropped out, but in the intro they said it was Barack Obama. So let's just stick with that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That would that would have been big, Ed. If <laughs> yeah, you'd been yeah. up against Barack. Well, I was happier to be up against Matt actually because I I love Matt. I think he's great, and it was uh-huh. good to go head to head with that guy. Yeah. Were well, you feeling okay him coming in now? Is it an old enemy? Well, I feel well, neither of us won is the thing, so I don't sure. feel aggrieved with that. Stupid example one. I thought I came second, but then yes. when we had Paul Hollywood in the Dream Restaurant, he did seem to suggest that Matt did very well as well. So oh. I think I might have come third. I, I beat stupid. Asked, I beat stupid Annie Mack. Should have asked Paul Hollywood if I came second or not. I didn't. I didn't get to yeah. ask him that. I think I we know. You, we know him. you did. It's yes. Yeah, yeah. We do know we did. Yeah. But listen, hey. He's on the podcast. We're excited about that, sure. Yes, yes, but yes. as always, if someone does choose a secret ingredient, ingredient that we don't like most of the time, then we will kick them out the dream restaurant. Now, this week we've not gone for one we don't like. No. Um, but we have gone for one that is relevant to yes, Matt. Yes. And maybe this is even quite cruel because maybe it will result in him getting kicked out. But yes. we couldn't resist choosing yes. the secret ingredient this week. Apple stick. What? Apple stick. Baked potato. (laughs) Baked potato. Thank you, baked potato. Hmm. Also, though, I think if he says apple steak, we should kick him out as well. Yeah, okay, fine, fair enough. But uh, just because, you know, just because it's the first, this is the first appearance of apple steak on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) So we could get rid of him. But, like, you know, he does the song Thank You, Baked Potato. Yeah. Uh, It's a classic song. Everyone loves it. So I think it would be, you know, just quite fitting. Very fitting. Well, when we had uh, Mike Skinner in, yeah, I believe we did. We was it plenty of fried tomatoes? I think. Yeah, we did plenty of fried tomatoes and Mike Skinner. So yeah, sometimes we. But you know, I mean, baked potato is a popular dish. If you ask Tom Davis, it's the best of the the potatoes. Yeah, but that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was wrong. He was wrong. But then guy. again, he was also right about other things. That's true. I want to thank Tom Get Davis for shouting out Hitchens Barn. Yeah. Um, because I went there for a meal on his recommendation. And it was absolutely delicious. So a little bit of a shout out there. Because you had the souffle of the day? I had the souffle of the day. It was mind-blowing. Actually, Joe, you know every course was mind-blowing. I had a rhubarb trifle for dessert, which absolutely blew my socks off. Yeah. Had some delicious lamb for main course with these uh, amazing potatoes. It was a, such a good meal. So, yeah, I, I, I would second that. We don't often do little dinner roundups, do we? No, no. But just because we mentioned Tom, it just reminded me that like yes. one of the absolute perks of this podcast, and there are many, uh, that we get little food wrecks from the guests, and sometimes, and don't know about you, Ed. When I'm sitting in a restaurant that's been shouted out on the podcast by a guest, I get extra excited. I don't know how the listeners feel if they ever do that. They go to somewhere that's been recommended on the pod, but I'm always there, and it feels extra special that I'm at somewhere that got recommended on the pod. I tell you what, Shaq Fuyu the other day yep. popped in. Of course, I do. Always yep. going in. Love it. Love it to bits. Still great. Yep. Went in there the other day. Uh, we're in the. We sat on a table. There were two other tables uh, either side of us. One table got up to leave, came over and went, love the podcast. That's the reason why we're here. Yeah. We had such a good meal. They left. And then uh, we went to leave and the table that was on the other side of us went, love the podcast. That's the reason we came here. (laughs) Man, we've got to get shares in that place. We've got to get shares in that place. We've got to get shares there. I, I mean, you know, I love going there still. And every time I go there, there's someone who says that. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on a second. I'm looking around. 
the fuck is this? <laughs> so let's see if Matt Lucas recommends some restaurants, then we can go and get excited yes, about it. Please. Be good. Before we get into the episode, I want to say that I am back on tour September to <gasps> November, back doing my show Electric all over the country. 35 more dates, including a massive date, the Hammersmith Apollo on the 22nd of October. Edgamble.co.uk for tickets, going loads of places. Manchester Opera House, Dublin Vicar Street, Belfast Ulster Hall, Glasgow Pavilion, to name but a few. Edgamble.co.uk for tickets. Also, my brand new book has just come out. James Acaster's Guide to Quitting Social Media, Being the Best You You Can Be, and Curing Yourself of Loneliness. It's volume one. It's available now wherever you get your books. I'm very proud of it. It's the silliest book I've ever written. Ring a ding ding. Ring a ding ding. But for now, here's the off menu menu of Matt, Matt Lucas. Lucas. Welcome, Matt, to the Dream Restaurant. My pleasure. I- my Welcome pleasure. back, Lucas, to the Dream <laughs> Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. <laughs> it's exciting to have you in the Dream Restaurant to pick your dream meal. Thank you. Do you eat? Is up? it really exciting? I'm I mean, excited. What, if yeah. you're, if it's just me and you're excited, your levels of excitement are—they're <laughs> quite low levels of excitement. No, yes. uh, look, I'm quite gettable. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, we've, we've had like way more got... gettable people. Are you excited to be in the Dream I am Restaurant? Excited, I'm excited to be here because I, I obviously I've met you before, yes. Ed, and I enjoy your work. Thank your, you. Your comic stylings. Likewise. Yes. Comedic stylings. But I'm a big fan of James as well. And I'm ne- I don't think I've ever met you. We've never and, met. No. So I was like, you know, it's just nice to know that I was coming here to see you and I was going to meet you. And I was going to be in the vicinity of the Great Benito. So those yes. three things together. Very exciting. All three of those are exciting. By yeah. the way, I don't think I've ever said that I enjoy your comedic stylings. I don't want you to know that I do. Thank you very much. I also enjoy your comedic stylings. Thank you. I enjoy your comedic stylings. Well, I Matt. just enjoy comedic stylings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're good. I like stylings, but I love comedic, comedic stylings. Comedic stylings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favourite sorts of stylings. Got a least favourite styling? Um, hair styling. So yeah. I don't have hair. <laughs> So do you actively hate other people styling their hair because you don't have any? I hate other people. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to fit in really well here. Yeah. Can I open my can of yeah. drinks? I just quite like to have some. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. open the can Listen, of drinks. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a real proper... I tell you what, they, they can use that on Radio 4 or something. Yeah. Because yeah. that was proper stuff. That was that ASMR. That sounded like... Yeah. I can open it. So you hate other people. I'm not wild about them. Sure. Hate's so a strong word. With your dream... I don't like other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With your dream meal, yeah. are you eating that alone? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I hadn't thought about whether I would eat it with anybody. Yeah, I'll probably have it on my own. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's nicer, isn't it? I think that's probably 50-50 with our, with our guests, really. I think a lot of people like to... Just eat alone. I'm I'm the same as well. I quite like a if I'm having a massive meal. If I'm really going to town, I yeah. don't want anyone else. To I like to eat alone. Yeah, I like to go to the theatre alone. Mm. I like to have sex alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the big three. Yeah, the golden trio. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we can tell, like, from my guests, like, from you know when they say they want to eat alone or they really want to eat with people, and we can tell like how well they did during lockdown. That's my theory. Yeah. I was all right, although I put on so much weight. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm no longer be able to gonna fit on the TV screen, so I then I lost some weight. But I basically made roast potatoes every night, yeah. And I made them. I started making them in different shapes just to <laughs> oh, because you don't. I mean, roast potatoes are just you don't really get 
sort of busy with different shapes of roast potatoes. No, of it's not, not a thing. Yeah. yeah. So I started doing that, and well, I started. Yeah, I got I got an apple corer. And then I started coring the roast potatoes just to just to see. So did yeah. you have like cylindrical roast potatoes? Yeah, yeah. that's cylindrical great. roast potatoes. So this is what I do, right? So I'd use the apple corer, right, so that I'd get roast potatoes that were like the shape of were like a pipe shape, yeah. uh-huh. like a tube. Yeah. But then I'd also roast what was left, yeah. which was a potato with a giant hole in it. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a donut. Yeah, that's like great. a donut. Yeah. yeah. Like an oblong donut, yeah. yeah. So a deep donut. So Would you then put anything in the hole in the middle? You could, I guess, put some other ingredients I in the middle. I should have done. And I, I, had I carried on on this journey, I'm sure I would have even put other potatoes inside yeah. those potatoes. <laughs> Pipes of mash in there. That's where I was going. Yeah. But yeah. once I realised I was sort of making roast potatoes in different shapes, I realised I had a problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's when, that's when uh, January 2021, when uh, I stopped with the roast potatoes and all those things. But yeah, yeah it was good times. Greasy. I took in a lot of grease. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A well, lot especially of grease. if you're like coring the potato, what you're doing yeah. is you're actually increasing the surface area for the grease to that's attach. That's right. Well, that mm. was the whole. Yeah, <laughs> that was the aim. From the inside and the outside. I thought these arteries are a bit a bit large. <laughs> they need clogging. <laughs> we always start with still a sparkling water. Still water for me, thanks. Yeah. I don't know what it is about um, sparkling water. It just has a, a not a very nice taste. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know what it does, but the bubbles change the taste. Am We've I had, alone in that? No, you're no, definitely you're not, not alone. alone in that. I think some people seem to be able to taste it and some people... It's it's a bit like the coriander thing yeah. or the cucumber thing. Asparagus. What's the cucumber thing? Some people don't like the taste of it. Some people can taste some sort it. of chemical in there or something. I'm not mm. wild about no. it. It's more about the... Um, I don't like the sort of alarming, incongruous change of texture that happens when you're eating cucumber and you get to the middle of the cucumber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. It's unsettling. Yeah. Yes. Well, the the apple corer could come in very handy with the cucumber then. Yes, but oh, uh, um, I only have so much time on my hands <laughs> and I'm busy hollowing out roast potatoes. <laughs> What else do you think you'd like to use the apple corer on? Mm. <laughs> Not an apple. Well, actually, I've, I'm allergic to apples. I'm really? allergic to raw apples. So who oh, got really? you an apple so corer? I, got, I, well, I, just, I, I ordered one myself. For the, from, specifically for the potato yes. experiment. Oh, you should have included that detail because that's, that's way more tragic. Yeah, because I don't. Well, because there is no. I don't think there's such a thing as a potato corer. No. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm anaphylactic with raw apples. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I've realised that I'm all right with cooked apples. So I have a lot of McDonald's apple pies. Yeah. I mean, I you like those. I think they're quite nice. You like them? You got George Egg to pimp one up for you? Yes, I did. Yeah. I oh, did. On, on Snack Hacker. Yeah. On the Snack Hacker. George Egg's Snack yeah. Hacker. Which, if the listeners haven't watched that, should watch it. It's on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Um, and you wanted him to pimp up a. McDonald's apple yeah, pie. Yeah, and I did say to him, you don't really need to pimp them up because they're very nice already, but uh, he did, yeah. Yeah, difficult for the format if he just <laughs> presented you with an apple pie. <laughs> I don't know. They're you pretty good. It. They're yeah. pretty nice. I've not had one for years, but I do remember them being very, very nice, apart from the obvious issue that everyone talks about with the McDonald's apple pie, which is if you bite into them too early, your mouth's a write-off. Yeah. I think what they're doing is relying on the fact that you've, you're buying savoury first. Mm-hmm. And so you, that apple pie is going to sit there for six minutes before Great, yeah. you get into it. 
would you do that or would you go specifically to McDonald's for the apple pie and tuck straight in? Yeah, I do, more likely just for the apple pie. Yeah. I mean, I don't have it very often now, but in my youth, I'd have it as often as once or twice a year. I don't think anyone's actually ordering a full, you know, multiple course meal at McDonald's. You're not, you're not getting a main course and, and a dessert. I'll get a burger and then for dessert I'll have the apple I pie. Know, I think man. most people are just going in for one thing, aren't they? No, well, I know, we know what you're going in for. What's your... Tell Matt your McDonald's order. What's your junk of choice? Well... It's not even junk. This is the problem. Well, Matt... I you mean, just go context, in for the ketchup. There's context required here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've only ever really been in McDonald's, uh, um, you know, in the last few years when it's really, really late at night and I, I don't want to feel guilty and I end up getting... The uh, grilled chicken wrap and a uh, bag of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the healthiest thing you can get there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's what it was. And a lot of people who listen to this podcast absolutely disgusted with me. I forgot your body was a temple. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Take your shoes off. I mean, to be honest, the things that my actual favourite things at McDonald's are the nuggets, chicken, yeah. chicken yeah. nuggets, yeah, they're good, and the the, milk the chicken chips. nuggets. The chicken the, nuggets. This is the thing. So, I um, I don't. I haven't been in a McDonald's for a while, but I've had occasionally had them on on um, Uber Eats, but then they obviously arrive just a bit dry and yeah. mm-hmm. cold. They like the nuggets are crying, mm. you know, because they know that they're not at their peak. So I think probably as grand as as those delivery services are, you probably have to go into a McDonald's, don't you? Mm-hmm. You have to have yeah. it fresh. That's probably what I need to do. I haven't done that in a while. It'd be nice to put a McDonald's chicken nugget in a cord roast potato. In the, in the middle of that, do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Quite nice. That's I, got you, hasn't it? Well, uh, uh, listeners um, obviously can't see, but I've just come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they heard it. They just, heard. just like with the can. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Benito, if you could get the sound effect from the can earlier and just put it there yeah. in that bit so people can hear what people can hear, that's the same sound, same sound both times. Pop it up, bread! Papadoms or bread, Matt Lucas? Papadoms or bread? Oh, papadoms. Yeah? Uh, yeah, papadoms. Yeah. I like a papadom. I like the little drop of grease as well that's sort yeah. of sort of um, dancing around the surface of the papadom. It does dance, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about the little drop of grease before. Well, let's talk about it. I love the little drop Finally. of grease. I've got a question. What does a papadom look like before it's been deep fried? Is it one of those things it's... that's like the size of a... 2p coin that then it massively expands that's genuinely how i imagine it yeah you know like in back to the future 2 where they're in the future and they they get a tiny little pizza delivered and they put it in a rehydrating oven and it makes it massive that's how i imagine a poppadom being cooked but it can't be can it i've worked in kitchens yeah but you're not this is not from fresh have you fried poppadoms i've fried poppadoms yeah I, I, I've I put them in the deep fat fryer. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that smells. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I've fried mini poppadoms as well. So mini poppadoms do start off, obviously, how you're talking, and they end up like it as well. Um, <laughs> so do, but do the poppadoms expand? And are they flat? And then, because they've yeah, obviously got... flat discs. There's like yeah. that, fairly opaque yeah. in a way. And then you chuck them in the fryer, and then they... Uh, Puff up but they probably don't go in for that long, do they? Not that long. No, you want to be careful. I've already told the story on the podcast, I think, about when the delivery man came in when I was frying Poppadoms and sang uh, Poppadom Soldier at me to the tune of Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> but um, 
<laughs> good day. It's lovely work. to be reminded of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Were you working in an Indian restaurant then? No, I was working in a little village pub. I can't remember why Popadom's on the menu. I probably, I probably with a curry, night with a curry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pubadum. Yeah, yeah. Pubadum. Oh, here a week. That's good. This is what, this is why let's get... start it. Let's open a Pubadum. Yeah, yeah. Let's open a Pubadum. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're, they're basically the same size. This is boring. Isn't it? I um, like Popadums. I really do like them, but I also think some of their appeal is just based on the pleasure you get from saying the word poppadum. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of it, isn't it? Yeah. You did a character that has a sim- similar sounding name. Pompidou. Yeah. 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 There's <laughs> something about the P. Do you think Pompidou would ever have a poppadum? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's quite, it's the plosive P, isn't it? Yeah. Poppadum. Yeah, yeah. You really went for it there. Gosh, this is I why. Did. This is sometimes I wish this podcast was filmed because you really went for it. Your it lips. A... You didn't see what your lips did, but it was mad. They they really vibrated in yeah. the air in <laughs> slow motion. I was the new Dizzy Gillespie in that yeah. moment, wasn't I? My cheeks just puffed. So yeah, I like. Yeah, I don't mind a pop dumb. Yeah. Okay, we'll bring those out. You're still mm-hmm. water. Thank you. That's... I've got to be careful. Don't like want to ruin my appetite by. Just grazing on poppadoms. But that's the I? good thing about a poppadom is that you can snap off a little bit and yeah. you can have a couple a couple of shards yeah. and then you'll be fine. Whereas with bread, if that if that's brought over to me, I'm eating the whole loaf. Well, there is one bread that I love, which is the Jewish bread challah, because mm-hmm. I'm Jewish. And, and that is a really rich, doughy, soft, when you get a really great fresh challah, that's something else. Mm-hmm. Great thick what, slices. Where do you get a good holler from in in London? Um, from a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Top tip for the listeners. Top tip. Any any Jewish person. Um, yeah, can... you get them. Um, yeah, in, in kosher bakeries and things like that. Yeah, nice. generally. Marks and Spencers used to do holler. Really? In um, yeah, in that shop in uh, the one near. Uh, What's the name of a station? Uh, Marylebone. <laughs> Near Marylebone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. Well and, done. Um, Marble Arch. Near Marble Arch station, so actually yeah. not far. And I don't do it in there anymore. It was great. They did really good soft holler. Do you pine for lost food? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. We have a lot of guests pining on this pod. Yeah. Sometimes they choose lost food. Uh, as part of their menu, uh, just so they can fantasise that they would get it. And then, yeah, well, like my desserts are lost food. Right, yeah. things go away, things get taken off the shelves yeah. or taken off menus, and you think, was I the only person enjoying mm. that? Is that why it's gone? Well, there's a thing that just came out not that long ago that's already disappeared, which were gravy pots where you they're like from Bisto, yeah, and you get like four of them, and I haven't found them. I, I they were available for like a day, and you. Just put them in the microwave for 30 seconds or a minute, and then you've just got the gravy there. Right. You don't have to, you know, have the whole issue of adding the mm-hmm. powder to the boiling water and getting the quantity wrong and all the lumps and bumps. It was just just gravy. So it's like a yogurt pot of gravy, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Would you be using it as gravy or were you no, as, I'd use it as yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the spoon and go yeah. for it. Lick the lid. Lovely stuff. Well, no, they were quite good because if you were in the pandemic, if you were ordering a, a, a I don't know, a McDonald's or something and you wanted something to dip your chips in that was yeah. hot mm-hmm. to kind of revive the fries, yeah, yeah, they would be quite good. Or you wanted something to put on your yeah, that's on your cord, cord potatoes. Yes. Or cylindrical potatoes. A cord potato, like, upright, so that the plate you know, makes it a bowl. Yeah. Fill it with gravy. Yeah. And then dip the other potatoes into them. Oh, that's good. Going. Can I just, this cord potato thing, so you're making cylindrical potatoes. Yeah. Tom Carriage's restaurant, The Hand and Flowers, yeah. it's a two Michelin star restaurant. Yeah. 
their chips are cylindrical. Are they? So, if anything, you're a Michelin star chef. Yeah. I'm a double Michelin you're star You're a double chef. Michelin star yeah. chef, exactly. Yeah. I always forget that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to your meal proper. Your okay. dream starter. Uh, matzo ball soup. Ooh. I love a matzo ball soup, or kanadlach, as we call them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Brian Wilson liked them a lot and was stopped. Uh, his um, uh, Dr. Landy or Landry. Eugene Landy. Stopped him from having them. All really? The Why? Because they, they, were, they were a sodium bomb. Are they? That's what, that's what Landy said in, in, in the film I saw when he was being played by um, Paul Giamatti. Oh, so you saw this in a film. I was trying to remember when we had Brian Wilson on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, lots of more soup, yeah. but Dr. Mandy won't let me have him. I saw Brian Wilson in concert a couple of times, and he's sort of, it's quite weird. He sort of doesn't really have a relationship with his own songs. Mm-hmm. This is a song called, and he's sort of reading it, God Only Knows. <laughs> and he's sort of like reading it and straining his eyes to see what it is. And I'm like, well, not only is it classic, but you wrote it, Yeah, mate. it's yours. <laughs> Matzo ball soup, lovely. Lovely. And I make it myself now. Ah! So I'd actually like, rather um, obnoxiously and conceitedly, to have my own matzo ball soup. That oh, I absolutely, of chicken, course. Well, it's chicken soup. It's, it's like a, a consomme, is it very clear Yes, it's chicken, chicken soup. soup. I mean, I can take you through the whole process. Yes, please, 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 please. very dull. Oh, no. <laughs> Our listeners will love it, because people can then go away and make it themselves. All right, OK. So this is, this is what I recommend, right, OK? So what you need is, so I've got a giant pot, because I was making this every week, and it's a kerfuffle, right? And it's a probably... 36 hours before from when you start making it to when you can eat really start eating it and I was doing it every week and then getting four portions out of it and so um am I allowed to cough yeah yeah okay one sec <coughs> and then um imagine if we said no wow <laughs> and I thought that my voice would have got a bit like this as I've been holding in all the phlegm you know the power that we had on this pod it's, it's intense yeah. and and very sexual. <laughs> um, I uh, I bought a big 32-litre pot from Amazon. Uh, I really recommend Amazon, by the way. Oh, yeah? It's very good. It's a website. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, www. <laughs> <laughs> and is the dot, do you write out dot? You write out the word dot. The word yes. dot, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short for dot cotton. <laughs> I used to do that terrible... I used to say the EastEnders website is www.eastenders.cotton. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's good. It'll never not be funny. <laughs> well, ne- sorry. I mean, it'll never be funny. So I buy this big pot from Amazon and then I go to Panzer's Delicatessen in St. John's Wood because there you can buy not just chicken, you can buy kosher chicken, uh-huh. right? But also... Boiler chicken. So what you're actually buying is quite an old chicken, which is quite lean, doesn't have a lot of meat on it, because it's really all about the bones mm-hmm. and the it's it's you know and the giblets and all that kind of stuff. So what I do is I've got this uh, big pot, and then uh, what some people do is they they put the water in and they sort of boil. They, they bring the water to a boil with the chicken mm-hmm. in it in the pot, and then they skim. The surface because all the it, that, that kind of foam that coagulant you know if you ever boil chicken yeah. in water it just it foams up like a matey bubble bath uh, <laughs> but a kind of rancid matey bubble bath right rancid matey yeah. Yeah. yeah and some people skim that foam off but what I don't do that what I do is I um, decant the chicken into another pot because I don't want any of that yeah so uh-huh. the first twenty to thirty minutes of the boil I actually 
Now, you just see all the grease on top and everything and the foam and everything. I'm just like, don't want Get that. Rid of that yeah. And that, I think, is when Vietnamese people make pho. Uh-huh. I always say pho, but it's... I, I think, think it's pho, yeah. yeah. Pho, or Japanese people make ramen. I don't think they skim off the top. They decant into another right. pot, right? Which is why the, the broth is kind of clear and lighter mm. that way. So... What's going on is, in the main pot, while the chicken is having its first 20 to 30 minutes being brought to the boil to get rid of the foam and and the the first bit of fat, in the small pot, in the big pot goes, everything peeled, uh, carrots, celery, onion, spring onion, leek, Mm. sometimes swede, parsnip, yeah, those things, right? Love but I bought these things off again off Amazon.com <laughs> called soup socks, which are small nets, right? That, that you, you wear while you're cooking. That you wear. <laughs> they're small nets and you put all your vegetables into a net and then you tie up the top. So it's like mm. a sort of stocking yeah. with all the veg in it, right? And what that means is that the veg doesn't sort of softens so much and sort of distributes around mm-hmm. the soup. It, it keeps it all together and also means at the very end of the soup you can take out just mm-hmm. one big sort of sock of veg yeah. rather than you're trying to sort of slowly yeah. scoop out bit by bit by bit. What are you doing with the sock of veg after you take it out? Right, so you, you we're not there yet. Slap some of it? No. So I do, um, <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you. Yeah. Once the chicken has coagulated, that's added to the main soup. So we've Uh got a giant pot with a whole chicken in, sometimes two chickens, right? And loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of vegetables Uh in a sock. Then I add some salt and I add some pepper, add a tiny bit of brown sugar, and I add some Maggie seasoning. You know Maggie seasoning? Yeah. It's sort of a bit like soy sauce. If you don't have any Maggie Uh seasoning, put a bit of soy sauce in. And then I do add a bit of a cheat, some Osem chicken powder, which is um, like a sort of powdered stock. And I add a bit of that for flavour. And then I kind of let it all simmer. I bring it to the boil and I let it simmer for several hours. Oh, nice. Several hours. And then at the end of that, I take it off the stove and I let it cool down overnight. And then the next day, um, and it's quite good actually if you make this in winter or when it's a cold day, because the next day you come and hopefully the top of the soup has sort of hardened a little bit the fat has risen to the top and hardened and then you skim all that off takes a little while and that's your soup but what i don't do is use all those kind of mushy veg Mm -hmm. what i'll do is i'll boil new vegetables put it in the soup right when i'm having the soup and that is the most boring five minutes of your life no it's really not though because i was there with you while you were making yeah. it that's this is like this it. is the bread and butter of this podcast yeah, yeah. and yeah. i freeze it so then i put it into portions and i freeze it and mm. i might get 25 portions of that and i do that in october and that's my soup for the winter oh, no. and it's wow. good for about six months and then after that it's not as good you can still eat it but it's just not as good yeah. so and then i'll make matzo balls which yeah. are the, the great lovely sort of um carb of the soup yeah. and I'll also add noodles and then I will add a uh, carrot when I'm eating it and some chicken breast I'll add as well uh, this is great it's it good. good it's good Look, I, I was the other day I was thinking I need to learn some new recipes I was looking through some cookbooks that we got in the flat and anything that was that kind of thing of like do this leave it overnight do this for it's I, I, I was like nope I that's just go on to the I next love. one. But then, I, yeah. Yeah, that's the cooking then I, I like. When I hear about yeah. people doing it, I'm like, I bet well, that was good. Well, the thing is, the flip, side, the flip side of it is, 
if you can get a little, if you've got room somewhere for a chest freezer where you can store 25 portions that you've made in this giant pot or 30 portions even, then you just know. If, mm. if you've made a good batch, then you know you've just, that's you sorted for those winter nights. Yeah. Matzo balls before we move on. I mean, I feel so, like we should move on, but... I feel like a lot of people have been listening to this going, what's the, what, what are matzo balls? I feel like I have moved on. <laughs> uh, matzo balls are... Okay, so in the, the Jewish faith, and it is a faith because we don't know for sure yep. if there is a God. Yeah, it, it can only be described as belief, yes. kind of feeling. Yes. We don't know for sure. Yeah. But faith um, is the best word. Faith is the best word. Jewish feeling never is. Yeah. No, no. Jewish vibe in the Jewish vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, this doesn't work if, like, you know, religious people, you know, doing sermons. They go, oh, "I got a feeling." Yeah, I got a feeling. You okay. know, guys, I got a vague vibe. sense. Yeah, <laughs> I got a feeling. I've got an inkling. Yeah. Are, but... you a, are you a what? You're a part of the Jewish inkling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's an eight-day period called uh, Pesach, the Passover, where because the Jews fled from slavery. And they they didn't have time for their bread to rise, so they ate unleavened bread. So during this eight day period, you're not supposed to eat anything that has risen. So things like uh, uh, pasta, bread, <laughs> rice, things that expand, things that grow. So uh, matzo balls are made from unleavened bread. So unleavened bread is obviously bread that didn't rise. It looks basically like Jacob's cream crackers. Mm. But what what the matzo ball is is if you imagine taking one of those crackers and and turning it into the tiniest granules and then adding some egg basically and some chicken fat and shaping them into little balls and then those balls set and then you put those balls into a broth a soup and just uh, boil them for a little while mm -hmm. and they are delicious they're little sort of dumplings they are delicious now i make them i kind of cheat i buy the pre-mixed uh -huh. balls that all you need to do is just add egg to them and then shake them into balls and they are delicious and most people like them really soft tender i like them hard like bullets yeah <laughs> i just love them i want to i want to ruin the teeth yeah i love them but i also cheat and have noodles as well which you're not supposed to have obviously during the passover uh -huh. but um i lost my inkling a lot, quite a long time ago like fine, noodle say. away. So yeah, it's kind of conceited, but I'm bringing my own starter to the restaurant. Do, do you think I'll be charged sort of soup corkage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be. Yeah, I'm not sure. We do we charge soupage? Do we charge? Normally soupage we don't, the... but then if if it adds to the experience for you, we will. Yeah, we, yeah. we want you to. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, will add to the experience is a really noisy fucking table next to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can put some noisy <laughs> people on noisy men in suits yeah. Yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. So causing everyone else to have to raise their volume in the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Even I, though you're by yourself. I, I have once asked people to just 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 turn have the you? volume down wow. in a restaurant. And they did. So much respect. They for were that. so loud. And I hate loud people in restaurants unless I'm the loud person, in which case everyone yeah, can great. fucking deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not my problem. Yeah, you just get have a over good time it. your friends. Yeah, get over it. Also, yeah. it's a story for them, then, isn't it? They went to it. It wasn't. They went to a restaurant. And there was a loud man. They went to a restaurant, and Matt Lucas was, was being there. loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they went to a restaurant, and Matt Lucas told him to turn the volume down. Yeah, yeah. just, 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 <laughs> yeah. just, just take the edge off it. Thanks. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Let's get on to your dream main course. All right. My dream main course is a specific chicken chow mein that I used to have when I was at university in Bristol. Uh-huh. So I was at university and I used to do stand-up comedy as well. And so I had a little bit of money. Like, not, I wasn't, like, rich, uh-huh. but I had a little bit of money. And so, you know, instead of shopping in Summerfield, I would go to M&S. For, and buy angel hair pasta and things like that. Now, near where I was staying in my halls of residence, there was a Chinese restaurant. It was quite a nice Chinese restaurant, very small. And they used to do a lunchtime offer, three courses, £4.95. Bear in mind, this is like 1993, 1994. And there was a very sort of stern-faced man who... I think was the only person in the restaurant in terms of, I think he took your order and he went and made your food. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I don't know whether he had a kind of a car parking space at the back, which was just in which was situated a mound of MSG. I don't know what it was, but the chicken chow mein that he made was extraordinary. And I've never tasted anything as good since the downside was that I was almost always the only person in the restaurant 
And I don't know if you've ever been to a restaurant for lunch where you're like the only person there, but you generally feel apologetic that you're sort of ca- causing them to have to work yeah. uh-huh. for very I know scant that exact reward, feeling, yeah. Right? Whereas you just think, like, if you weren't there, they'd actually be able to sit and read the TV Times, right? yeah, yeah. which is a better read than people realise. <laughs> you don't need to watch TV to enjoy the TV Times. No. So I'm putting that out there. Yeah. Listings are fabulous reading. Yeah. And that's rubbish, what I've just said. <laughs> so ignore me. But I used to sit there and he used to place the food down and then he used to just sort of stand and sort of watch me eat in a really sort of aggressive, irritated, just in fury that I was taking up his time. For mm-hmm. £4.95 For £4.95, well, yeah. three courses. Yeah. <laughs> the three courses were one spring roll, by the way, yeah. about four prawn crackers, yeah. this amazing chicken chow mein, and then a scoop of vanilla ice cream in one of those small sort of silver yeah. upturned yeah. cups. Yeah. You know, and you don't normally get that as a grown-up in a restaurant, do you? One scoop of vanilla ice cream in one of those. I mean, when I was a kid, and I've talked about this before, but when I was a kid, I'd go to, like, the Wimpy with my mum, and one of those uh, scoops of ice cream would come in one of those little cups. And my mum would do this thing, because actually, you wouldn't know it to look at me now, but I didn't eat much when I was a kid. And my mum used to really have to sort of manufacture excitement when the food came. So when the ice cream came, she'd go, Matthew, look at that. What do you say, Matthew? Look, Matthew. Did you say thank you to the man? Did you say thank you to the man? Has he said thank you to you? Did you say thank you to the man? Two spoons, please. And then she'd sit and proceed to eat my dessert. And I'd go, like that. Um, but I, it was, I, I was going to try and prompt you for that earlier because I've heard you talk about that You've heard me that do before, that before. I love it, it so much. Matthew! Because I think that whenever I'm brought a dessert now, Matthew. and sometimes I say it out loud, and Edward, I don't, but I don't go Edward, I think Matthew. Matthew, <laughs> what do you say? Matthew, did you say thank you to the man? <laughs> so, um, so it was one of those scoops of ice cream, but he just sit there and like watch you and sort of wish death upon you while you ate. But the chicken chow mein was glorious. Yeah. And when you were eating the chicken chow mein, were you showing how much you loved it? Yeah. And was the man just watching you? In ecstasy. Well, it was a, it was a weird thing because, like, normally if you're on your own in a restaurant, you'd probably take in a newspaper to read, wouldn't you, or some pornography at the very least. But you'd bring something in, wouldn't you, to just look at. I mean, these days, probably look at your phone. But yeah. you'd you'd bring something in. But because he was sort of looking at me, I never ever felt that I that I could do that. Yeah. So I just sort of sit there. Would you reference it? Would you sort of look over and... Yes, I'd look over and I'd always... Oh, it's delicious. And he'd just look at me like I was an even bigger arsehole. (laughs) And it was just a very strange experience. But the chow mein, to this day, I've never tasted anything quite so delicious. And it must have been good if you kept going back, even though you knew this man would be sort of leering over you for the whole experience. Yeah, it wasn't a sexual thing. It wasn't sort of leering like... He didn't. He kept his trousers on. I think I meant looming rather than leering. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. looming. He was I looming. He, he was a loomer. Yeah. He was a on. late loomer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but he made up for it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it was just a lot of staring. Yeah. A lot of fury. Yeah. The plate and, would the plate be whipped away as soon as he'd finished oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, last night. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Kaufman was a bellboy, uh, a busboy, rather, in a re- in restaurants, even when he was famous, you know, the, the American comedian. Yes. He was such a sort of strange, quirky man. Mm. And his thing was to take people's food away before they'd finished it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his what he got his kicks from, which, yeah. is, which is very funny. That was very yeah. funny, yeah. yeah. When you had the man looking at you, would you have your mum's voice in your head of what do you say? What do you say to them? Do you say thank, say you, thank you to, the, you man? to the man? I just, I just felt very threatened. Uh-huh. But it, yeah, it was a strange, it was a strange affair. I don't think that restaurant's there anymore, but I think the man probably still is. He's still there, yeah. He's still no there. What is it's a car park now, now yeah. but he stood in the middle. Just <laughs> angry at customers for daring to patronise his establishment. It, it feels was, like the sort of thing you'd find out after you left university. That there was a Chinese restaurant there, but 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or it's just something like you, you go there one week and you go, oh, where's the Chinese restaurant gone? And somebody says, there's never been a Chinese mm, restaurant China. here. Yeah. It's like The Shining. Yeah. You're just in there, and he's yeah. He worked there a hundred years ago. It was good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, the other restaurant I've been to where the food was like slightly unexpectedly good was you know um, the Wolsey restaurant. Mm-hmm. So before it was the Wolsey, it's been lots of different things. I think it was a car showroom. I think it was a bank. But for about um, eighteen months, it was a Chinese restaurant, and they used to do these pan fried mushrooms there, and they were so extraordinary mm. that I used to take all my dates there. And I used to think, well, if I don't get laid, at least I got the pan-fried mushrooms. <laughs> and I never got laid, but I did get the pan-fried <laughs> mushrooms. You always got the pan-fried mushrooms. They were delicious. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, did you just walk away going, joke's on you, I've got my pan-fried <laughs> mushrooms? Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, it was... It was uh... You shouldn't have told your dates that while you are eating the mushrooms. <laughs> no, but... that was probably where, well, that's probably why I left. Goes to them, joke's on you? <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I um, left a single man every meal. Yeah, in fact, uh, I think it's, it's, quite, it's quite impressive that anyone goes on a first date and gets the phrase "jokes on you" in in there anywhere, and, yeah. and walks away with yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's right. I'm slightly <laughs> uneasy that I've used the phrase "get laid." Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit sort it's of a bit American Pie. It's a bit stiffler, isn't it? It yeah. is. Yeah. What I should have said is "get fucked." <laughs> get a bloody good fucking. Yeah. I should have said that. But you said get laid. <laughs> that's my main course. Talk about lost dishes, actually. Mate. Before we do move on, like that's one thing. The Shaq Fuyu mushrooms that they had when they first opened, yeah. uh, whatever sauce was on them was incredible. I really miss them not being on the menu. I've said it many times to the owners when I've been in. Yeah. I go, what are those? Because well, at one point they, were, they said to me, oh, we're changing the menu soon. Anything uh, from the past you want bought back? So, yeah, those mushrooms. He went, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Like, okay. <laughs> the so. Toban mushrooms, what they call the I think so. Oh, yeah. my God. The best French fries I've ever eaten in my life were um, from this restaurant called La Masseria in the Theatre District in Manhattan. And I liked them so much. I wrote about them in my book, which shows how much time I've got on my hands. <laughs> and they, I went there uh, two weeks ago and they've stopped doing them. Oh. And they just said, oh, yeah, people complained about them. I said, what? no one complained about them. I just yeah. thought you just can't be asked to do them anymore. Yeah. They were soggy chips, hot, soggy chips. <laughs> okay. And they were incredible. Why, why people might complain. No. You they were, made them sound disgusting. Were they, they deliberately soggy? Deliberately soggy chips, yeah. hot, soggy chips. They were the best <laughs> French fries I've ever tasted. They were a bit like um, actually Five Guys mm. do hot, soggy chips, and they're amazing. I find Five Guys fries are quite crisp. But when they're in the bottom, I guess the bottom of the bucket, uh, bottom, if you're yeah, buying you a bucket, the bucket, they do like, yeah, you, they you get You say just soggy. the bottom lot, please. Hot, fresh, soggy chips are better than um, crispy chips, I think. Do you think? Yeah. I think if you write about them in a book, then they should have to stay on the menu despite yep. how many complaints are in Yeah. There. Yeah. And Did they know about the book? Um, no, because who am I? But, they, but uh, I'm not Faye Mashler, dear. <laughs> Thank you.
are they made your your dream side? Is your dream no. side dish your no. soggy chips? No. Soggy so chips. my dream side dish is Yorkshire pudding. Oh, oh yeah. Here we go. You've, you've hit a real pod splitter here, Matt. I, I don't like Yorkshire puddings. I love them. Well, screw and also, yeah. And also, let's face it, the rest of humanity loves them. Uh, and uh, Ed is alone on this. I think, um, you know, whenever I see the New Year's honours list mm-hmm. just before Christmas, I, I always look and I'm always surprised that Yorkshire pudding hasn't <laughs> made its way on there. Yeah. I'd respect it so much more than New Year's Honours list if yeah. they've started putting food food on there. Yeah. Yorkshire pudding, obviously. Yeah, obviously yeah. Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. And um, Dame Chicken McNugget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and my girlfriend were talking yesterday about... Um, oh, put that in, didn't he? Girlfriend. <laughs> Here he goes. All right, mate. <laughs> Someone doesn't need the pan-fried mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Can I recommend self-love, actually? It's a fabulous. Uh, so go on, you and your girlfriend. There was a boy at my school, and there was one about 15, and he was the sort of uh, handsome boy that lots of people fancied. And uh, I remember, like, joking. He was my friend, and I kind of jokingly went, we were joking about something, and I went, ha, huh, you wanker. And he just went, I don't need to wank, Matt, because I've got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it so seriously. <laughs> oh, absolutely love it. Oh, you must have lost your mind laughing at that. Um, that made my day, is it? No, because I, I wasn't yet like laughing at things. Right, you know, you yeah. take life's very serious yeah. when you're about fifteen, isn't it? Things you take like things that, especially really yeah. seriously. So to me, it was just like I was put in my place. Is actually what was happening yeah. there. Um, so sorry, you and your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 my girlfriend remembered the other day that one of her favourite moments of television, and we couldn't find it on YouTube. So that's a shame. But was when Adrian Charles hosted the one show, was interviewing uh, Dame Judy Dench, but kept on calling her Jane Doody. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it about four times. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't, I've never seen that. That's the thing, we, we couldn't find it on YouTube, but it's oh. like Jane Doody. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely like the one show. I actually yeah. did a piece for them as like one of their reporters. Yeah. not long ago. I like. I like. It. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Have it you, is you've mad. all been on it. I've I've done the one show a couple you of times. You must have done yeah. it. James. I've not done it. What? I've I've got my first. Sweet Jesus! What madness is this? <laughs> I'm gonna be on it for the first time. That, that's why we were talking about it actually. So I've it got my first incredible. one show appearance coming up. Have you? What are you going to be publicising? Um, Your girlfriend. My girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to be speaking to James Acaster, who's got a girlfriend. Hello, I don't need to wag. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. Yeah. Also, it's just watching like someone like Alex Jones, who will chat to you, like in normal, relaxed chat, and then they'll be like, you're on in one second. She'll be like, excuse me, and then just like speak live to the nation. Yeah, they're like really that. good at it. They're yeah. really good at it. I wonder who, which presenter you'll get. Will you get Ronan Keating? Will you Ooh. get Harry from McFly? Who are you going to get? That is exciting. You might get Jermaine Genus. Oh, yeah. He's nice. That'd be nice. I've, I've, I've met all. Ronan Keating before on 8 out of 10 cats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think we vibed very well. <laughs> he likes barbecuing. Okay, great. That. He's a very that. nice man, actually. Yeah. Yeah, feel, feel good. Feel so good if this. you didn't vibe, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've met him and he's lovely. He's lovely. So it's, don't mm. place your deficiencies on other people. I wasn't blaming Keaton for it. Mm, I, fe- I sensed. <laughs> Would you say, say Yorkshire puddings are like your favourite food ever? No. No. They're a side dish. They're, but they're up. Yes. 
<laughs> Let's use both yeah. of those yeah. in the chat. No, um, yes. I think they're pretty. Yeah, I mean they form part of. It's a tough one, this because I absolutely love roast potatoes as well as we've discussed. Yeah. So it's it's a tough one, but I'm, I've picked Yorkshire puddings despite Ed Gamble's hatred of them. Yes. What don't you like about them? Because I can't even compute that yeah, shit. I think they're taking go. up real estate on a plate that Ridiculous. is better he used. Says that. What better used by what? More meat, you prick. More. <laughs> You're speaking for the nation. Yeah. More veg, you know. I, I feel more like veg. What you'd rather have? I don't know. Roast like, carrot. Yes, yeah, roast carrot's nice, but roast you'd parsnip. rather have roast parsnip yeah. than a yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit more density, bit more, you know. God, I, I always knew there was something wrong. With that. <laughs> also, what is he? What? Well, like, I don't like anything batter based. I don't like pancakes really either. You know, well, no one asked you about pancakes, well, yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, but Yorkshire puddings are just uh, are old pancakes, basically. What about yeah. like batter when it's on like? Cod. Yeah, I like a bit of that. Yeah, right. but it's more, it's, it, that's more a suggestion of batter. I like a light batter. You're you like know, a tempura. tempura. Like tempura. Right. Well, maybe we need to just have incredibly light, almost hollow Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, I, with thin, so, like tempura, a big tempura shaped uh, Yorkshire, like pudding Yorkshire pudding with nothing inside. Yeah. I'd like that. Nothing you idiot. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you suggested it. I know. <laughs> He's led you down that route. Guests are allowed to be rude. Hosts have to be polite. That's, That's how true. it works. That's yeah. true. So, so, oh, well, well, look, the, the one thing I'll give you is some career advice. But uh, aside from that, <laughs> I will give you that Yorkshire puddings are uh, uh, variable. Mm. So you can go and you can have a delicious kind of solid Yorkshire pudding, which has a crispy top and a kind of almost bread-like body mm -hmm. and and drenched in gravy. I mean, you wouldn't have it on its own. Yeah. But you can also just have very disappointing Yorkshires that have been burnt to a crisp, yeah. that are just all crisp and no body. So maybe you haven't had the right Yorkshire pudding yet. It's a bit like gay sex. We discussed that, didn't we? <laughs> so so you, 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 you just haven't had the right Yorkshire yet. Yeah. And you like them? I love them. Absolutely, they're delicious. I, 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 I never understand it. When Ed talks about the real estate stuff, I, I, I never connect with it. It's, I, I'm glad when guests bring up Yorkshire puddings or roast dinners on the podcast, mm. uh, and he's got to say the real estate stuff again and, yeah. get, and get destroyed. I, I mean, I could it, have a roast every time. I could have Yorkshire pudding every day. In fact, if you lose the word "could" from that sentence, you have <laughs> an accurate depiction of my uh, culinary habits. I love Yorkshire pudding, but the one thing I think we're sort of missing a trick with Yorkshire pudding is. They're not very seasoned. And I'm surprised nobody's come along mm. and gone, oh, chilli Yorkshire puddings yet. I mean, I'm yeah. glad that they haven't because I wouldn't enjoy those. But I'm surprised that the Yorkshire pudding hasn't been seasoned mm -hmm. with, with, with the meat, you know, of, of, of the roast that you're having or, or something, you know, maybe if, if the Yorkshire pudding was seasoned with carrot. I think you've actually hit upon another reason why I don't like it. They, they're quite bland. Help no, refreshingly bland. <laughs> Reassuringly bland. <laughs> they're bland. I think the chilli, almost the chilli, I think maybe like some Szechuan peppercorns in there or something, or mm -hmm. spice them up a bit, bit of paprika in the in the batter. That might make it or, a more attractive or, or prospect. Or sweeten them. You know, imagine a Yorkshire pudding with a little bit of icing sugar and maybe some cinnamon. That's a pancake, mate. Yeah, I'll be excited. Oh, yeah. I would love to go to a place and, and they do like, you know, dessert Yorkshire puddings. Of course you would. And it's a sweet Yorkshire pudding and inside it's obviously they put ice cream in there. Marshmallows, chocolate sauce. Oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to make that at home. Yeah. I'm going to probably come to your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Of course, you, you're me moving. and... And you know your, who? <laughs> your girlfriend, which uh, you can't see the quotes that I'm using <laughs> yeah, yeah. here with my fingers. Um, um, do you want to ladle some of the chow mein into... Your Yorkshire pudding. 
No. You don't want to do it. Be weird. But this is like, why'd you say that for? You guys are getting on so well. This show's weird. <laughs> you people are strange. The opportunity is there. No, I suppose you could. I mean, you've got a kind of double carb thing going on there because you've got mm. noodles in Yorkshire pudding. But I probably, I, I'd give it a go. Yeah. The only thing I think is that Yorkshire puddings do need a gravy, and I don't know how glorious chow mein in gravy would be. Mm-hmm. Actually, it'd probably be quite nice. We can give it. you a little pot of gravy from the the lost the, one of the lost pots. Yeah, for the for the for the Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, for the Yorkshire but what pudding. I'm saying is, once you then put the chow, the chow mein, mein into that, but yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe. I think if you started yeah, putting your do it. chow mein into a Yorkshire pudding, you'd turn around and the man from the restaurant would be three steps closer to you. Yes, and you wouldn't yeah. have noticed him creep up with a knife. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give that a go. I'll give that a go. Yeah, um, won't be the first thing I do in life, but no. I'll give it a go. Yeah, there'll be other things to do. Yeah. I like those two foods. I do understand that they don't go together, but it's not my problem. It's not your problem. No. Dream meal. Dream drink. Now, you've been glugging mm-hmm. on a on a can there, and before the podcast, you announced it was your favourite drink. And it's a new drink. That's the other thing. I've only come across it in the last couple of months. Yeah. It's the Pepsi Max Lime. Pepsi I am um, I'm very partial to a Coke Zero, but I always put lime into it because mm-hmm. otherwise it's too sweet for me. And you don't need to do it with a Pepsi Max Lime. It's already got the synthetic lime flavour. So that's all I need. Have you tried the Diet Coke Lime? No. And would you refuse to? No, I wouldn't refuse to try it, but it just it's not something I'd pursue. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be my first choice. No, I haven't tried it yet, and maybe I ought. The thing is, since Coke Zero came out... I've gone off Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. You guys with me on this? Uh, not necessarily. I, I find if I'm a bit parched or it's a hot day, mm-hmm. Diet Coke's my go-to. I find it more refreshing, more hydrating. What, than a Coke Zero? Than a Coke Zero. A Coke Zero, I like the uh, the stronger flavours, but I wouldn't drink it on a hot day. I'd go for Diet Coke over, over Coke Zero. So in the bake-off tent, mm-hmm. I'm the Coke Zero boy and Noel is the Diet Coke boy. Ah, there we so go. Isn't it weird? And that's how you can sense that. Yeah, when you that's, watch it. You yeah. literally send a runner to get Coke Zero for me and Diet Coke for him. It's clearly the same drink in a different can, <laughs> and you literally have to do that. So we we've discussed like Diet Coke on the podcast. That's yeah. one of my favourite subjects to talk about. Yeah. I like it whenever it comes up. Last time we talked about it, we did our rankings, and I was a Diet Pepsi boy. That was my number mm-hmm. one, Diet Pepsi, and now. I think, since we had that chat, wow. Diet Pepsi is now at the bottom of my league table. And Coke Zero is at the top. So fickle. So I would go Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke, Pepsi Max, Coke Zero. Right. I did, I, I did a thing, right? So I was in uh, Les Miserables, and yeah. there was uh, my friend in the cast who played Marius, uh, a guy called Rob Houchin, really, really funny guy. And... We shared a love of of sort of diet colas, whether it was Pepsi Max or Diet Pepsi or Coke Zero or Diet Coke or whatever. And so one night we tried a cocktail. Uh. We just thought, what happens? So we made a cocktail of Pepsi Max, Diet Pepsi, Coke Zero and Diet Coke. Tasted horrible. Really? It just didn't, yeah. yeah. All the flavours fought each other. Wow. You know, it just didn't work. So that's, that's one in the eye for people who say they are the same drink, right? Because yeah. yeah. you can't mix them all together. No, you can't. You can't. It just didn't work. The other thing I drink far too much of is caffeine-free 
Coke Zero and caffeine free Diet Coke. The, I get uh, after about yeah. two in the afternoon. I get I get I get caffeine worries. The gold cans, the gold cans, or yeah. the caffeine free Coke Zero. They now do caffeine free Pepsi Max, caffeine free Diet Pepsi. I have too much time on my hands. <laughs> don't I? Yeah, but it's exciting that you've chosen the Pepsi Max line. Yeah, it's we great. We spoke I, of our love of Pepsi Max Cherry before. Right, on the I've podcast. tried it. Not for me. Really? But I do like a cherry Coke. Yeah. Very occasionally. I'll do it once a year, and once a year, maybe a Dr. Pepper. Uh-huh. They now do Coke Zero Cherry. Oh, yeah. How's that? Which is very nice, but I'm How's still... How's that working out for you? It's working out pretty well. When I'm on the road, it's always my little road treat is yeah. one yeah. of those. But the Pe- Pepsi Max Cherry is still my favourite, if we're, if we're ranking the cherries. Yeah. It's fine. I've got a friend who's very into Pepsi Max Raspberry. Yeah, I mean... I love raspberry, but I haven't I yet been able to to sort of embrace that drink. Yeah, I'm saying, same. Same. So, you know, in parts of Eastern Europe, they instead of putting lemon or lime in their cola, they often put a slice of orange. Mm. It's very nice. I'm on board with that. Recommend. So what, what edges it with the Pepsi Max lime? That you would have done that anyway. Exactly. You would have put the lime there anyway. That's made it easier. And you prefer Pepsi Max to Diet Coke? Well, uh, Pepsi Max to Diet Coke, but Coke Zero to... Pepsi yeah. Max. So actually, what I really want is Coke Zero Lime to come out. I'm very excited because I'm um, I talking to Benito about this. I'm going to go to Disney World for the first time. Right. There's a place in Disney World where they get you, they serve all the cokes from all over the world, all the different types of, but it's all different in different countries, and they serve all of that. And I'm hoping that all you know when you think about stuff like oh, I hope that they do a Coke Zero Lime. Maybe they do do that somewhere in the world, and that'll yeah. be in that little restaurant. And that'd be it. Well, well, um, there are these machines. So, so if I I have a very small house now, but if I ever decide to buy a big house, uh, or I'd really like to build a house, and the t- I'd like to have a Mister Whippy machine put in the kitchen, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? Because I'm not an idiot, yeah. and <laughs> I would like to get one of those Coca Cola freestyle yeah. machines yeah. that you it's, see in America. That is, yeah, the dream. to have one in my house. There's, there's some in the UK as are well. Are there? There's one, I, unless they've moved it. I've never there seen was, them here. There was one in the Burger King on Leicester Square. Really? Yeah. With all, the, even things like High C in it, all the American drinks, they've the American crazy syrup. stuff in there, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'd really like one of those yeah. in my house. So are we going for a Pep- Pepsi Max Lime, or do you want your dream drink to be a Coke Zero with lime in it? I'm going to go for Pepsi Max Lime. That's yeah. it now. Yeah. I, although I was just in America on my first pandemic holiday, and I kept seeing adverts on TV for Nitro Pepsi, which is a new draft Pepsi that's smooth and creamy. Oh. I couldn't find it anywhere. And my friend was going to bring me back one in the suitcase, but uh, you can't put cans of pop in your suitcase yeah, of course, yeah. because of the pressurization of the cabin yeah. or depressurization or something i don't know i like and a nitro thing they did they did nitro cold brew in starbucks for a bit and it was like it was creamy it's almost like a sparkler tap that you'd put on for a john smith's and i've had beer in nitro nitro mm. taps as mm. well it's really really good i think butter beer is like that butter beer i think is like that yeah I think yeah right. you yeah. can get them at the theme parks and stuff yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm waiting for sort of that pepsi to come yeah to come here that'd be great That kind of leads us on quite nicely to dream dessert. You said at the start of the podcast, this is a lost dessert. Yeah, so I, I, I so I was going to say just whipped cream, <laughs> not lost. That was my original answer. Interesting. Why? And that, I mean, that's a lost choice now yeah. because yeah. you're going to choose something else. But can I just say, I would have absolutely loved it if you'd picked yeah. just whipped cream as a dessert. Well, it was just, it's just great. Like what? Yeah. There's nothing about whipped cream makes you go, oh, they should have... Mm. i tell you what this lacks. It's yeah. not. It's just fantastic. And I don't think I've ever 
ever had too much of it. I don't think I've ever had any dessert that had whipped cream on that I ever didn't finish the whipped cream, yeah. right? Or that I ever thought, oh, they've given me too much whipped cream. You just yeah. never, it's just not a thing. Yeah. Whipped cream is amazing, and we should have it more often. Do you go straight out the can? No, 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 no. no. Whipped cream. I'm not talking about that anchor. Squirt, I mean, listen. Yeah. I, oh, in I my like... mind, it was squirty cream. No, 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 I'm no, sorry, no, no, I've no. made a real mistake there. Please leave the room. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I like that. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking. About. I'm talking about actual whipped actual, cream. Actual. Whipped they've cream. done it. Yeah, they've done it proper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I don't. I'm confused why it's so sweet. Do they add sugar to it? I mean, they must do. Yeah, I guess so. I guess there's like yeah. I guess there's sugar in there. Yeah, icing sugar. I guess. I don't know, but it's just, it's glorious. So I was, listen, my original answers were just Yorkshire pudding for Maine and whipped cream for dessert. That's what I was going to do. But I just thought it might be quite a short show. So the the dessert I'm I'm choosing is uh, Wall's Romantica, which was uh, around in the early 90s. And it's an ice cream cake in a kind of butterscotch flavour with a biscuity base and um, I think I feel like kind of some vanilla ice cream, some butterscotch ice cream. It was delicious. Oh. Now it came and it went, and it was glorious. But I will say this: there's something that's come out that has the same flavour, which is the new. Is it butterscotch Viennetta? Right, right. So they've finally realised that there's a gap in the market for that flavour, ice cream. So that Viennetta gives you a, an inkling, an inference. Mm. Not an inkling. We've yeah, we've already established we've that established it, is, yeah. is faith. Yeah. yeah, it gives you a, a, a sense of what the romantica was like. It was a, a um, go go online now, and in fact, turn off this podcast <laughs> and go online now. And do you remember that show? Why don't you? Um, yeah. Why don't you turn to TV set? Yeah. Do something else instead. Yeah. Of why don't you? Why don't you switch up your television set and go and do something less boring instead? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Gladly. Just turn it off. Um I hated that show, but that yeah. was from an era where you hate watched everything because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. yeah. So there were three channels, so you just watch things that you hated. <laughs> this is before your time, boys. Yeah, yeah. Watch things that I hate I hate it. I still watch it, <laughs> yeah. obviously. No choice. I'm not going out to play, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Walls Romantica. It was great, lost ice cream. Marks yeah. and Spencer's in the mid eighties massively ahead of the curve. They used to do a pot of ice cream, like a kind of haagen pot. Mm. And it was, um, I can still taste it now. It had um, pieces of fudge. It had pecans in. Mm. It had a kind of caramel running through it. Yeah. And it was before the ice cream revolution of, of the 90s when mm. haagen came along and Ben and & Jerry's and yeah. they started putting all these giant chunks of things in their ice cream. Mm. And it was amazing. It was probably the best ice cream I've ever tasted. That sounds great. That um, was Romantica. It was a good dessert. You know what it sounds like? A golden gay time. I beg your pardon? No, a golden gay time is just on a stick, isn't it? And yeah, it's but it's biscuit and, yeah. ca- and and butterscotch ice cream. Well, I've never had a, a golden gay time. In Australia. Ah, I see. It's an Australian thing. And I think they've discussed on the podcast before. Well, I, don't, I can't remember things we talked about. Well, I've had a sure nice They're nice. They're very nice. They're good. Yeah. So to me, who hasn't had a water mantica, it sounds like that, but is it not? It's not really like that. No, no. no. It's imagine a big cake made of yeah. ice cream, uh, like a biscuit base. Yeah. Uh, with this chocolate. Oh, oh, have you found it? I'm being shown a, a I photo of it. I think I've had Wall's Romantica before. So you got a I big think cake in there. As it's well. the sort of thing my grandparents bought when I, when we went over for lunch. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It was terrific. Yeah, yeah, that looks good. It's terrific. And again, eat if you're eating on your own, you don't have to share it. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's yeah, the same for everything, though, right? Yeah. And what would I have at the end of the meal? You haven't asked me. Like, yeah, yeah. Would I have an after eight? Maybe. Do you want an after eight? Yeah, can One I? One single yeah. after eight? No, I'll have the box. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I'll do though? I'll put the empty wrappers back in the box just yeah. to annoy everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. to annoy yourself. Why has next that time not been talked about on the podcast before? That is one of the absolute. I mean, one of the greatest tricks ever. But um, people aren't doing it as a trick. <laughs> if you look under the, in the dictionary, you look for the definition of malice. Yeah, you find putting back empty after eight wrappers, wrappers. Yeah. into the. Right. Oh man, there's nothing worse. That is some shithousery there. Yeah. When it tips the balance, when there's more wrappers than actual after eights as well. That Why is are people putting... I mean, you don't, you, yeah. don't, you don't do that with other food, do you? You don't sort of put Ferrero Rocher wrappers back in the box, do you? Well, it's difficult because the, the, that trick wouldn't work because then you're looking back in there and it's just like flat foil or whatever or scrunched up foil. Yeah, but these people the after eights, they're not even doing that as a trick. That's they're what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. lazy. But there's something satisfying. Maybe I'm one of these people. There's something satisfying about either leaving the packet in there. Sometimes you go in for an after eight, you pull it out and it just comes out as an uh-huh. after eight with the wrapper still in there, yeah. right? But there's something satisfying about sliding the packet back in. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're looking through So you're the one records. who's doing it, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's me. Yeah, I go yeah. around all the after eights and I do. I'm the only one doing this it. This is the guy complaining about things taking up real estate and then he's putting after eight packets in there and just filling up the whole box of, with duds. Do you know that they, after eights have started diversifying and they sort of did orange after eights yeah. recently, yeah. but they still tasted of mint. It was mint <laughs> and orange. And those flavours don't go together. But do they That's taste like, you right? know when you brush your teeth and then you go, yeah. oh, just have a bit of orange juice. What were you thinking? Yeah. Biggest mistake ever. That's a really. That's not a party in your mouth. That's just a. That's yeah. a really shit party in I your mouth. I think that's the first mistake I remember making in, my, in like in my memory. I think that's my er, er, yeah my earliest mistake. I remember going. I just did something wrong. What brushing your teeth and then having, having an orange juice, juice. And going. Oh no. Do you and know then the, once as well, I obviously mixed orange juice. I've, I've spoken about this on the podcast already, but I mixed orange juice and milk together, drank it, and it tasted so bad that I hid under the table. <laughs> One of the worst mistakes I've ever made was when I was young, is my mum had those Hermesitas sugar substitutes. Right. Uh-huh. Thing, tiny little pills. Yeah, yeah. And eating one of those. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grim. <laughs> I'm going to read your menu back to you now, okay. see how you feel about it. Okay. Still water, poppadons, starter, mossable soup, homemade. Main course, chicken chow mein from the Bristol restaurant. Do you know what the restaurant was called? No. Side dish, Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> really unapologetic. No. <laughs> what are you looking at? No, what the fuck are you asking me that for? <laughs> Side dish, Yorkshire pudding with a gravy pot. Drink, Pepsi Max Lime. And dessert, the Walls Romantica. With some, let's put some whipped cream let's on it. Let's put some yeah, whipped cream on that. Cream. Uh, an after eight, if there's any yes. left. <laughs> well, I've left one. Thank you. Yeah. An after eight, definitely. Yeah. Also, we do need to schedule... Some time to visit the toilet after that, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah clear it for that's you. normally implied. We're yeah. not going to stop you going to the toilet. Yeah. That's fine. You can use the Dream Restaurant toilet before you go. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much. For thank you very me. much thank for you, coming Matt. to the Dream Restaurant, Matt. Thank you. I should have left this podcast really hungry, but I actually am not now. No, weirdly. After listening to that mess that I've created. <laughs> What an opportunity I had to have really exquisite food, really beautiful, sophisticated. Yeah. You've picked chicken chow mein that costs, <sighs> I mean, three pounds, I guess. Well, if, if that. If that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yorkshire puddings, whipped cream, Wolves Romantica. <laughs> so unloved, they don't even make it anymore. I'm a doofus. <laughs> Thank you, though. You've made a terrible mistake having me on this show. <laughs> Serves you right. Too late now. Cheerio. <laughs> Well, there we are. The off-menu menu of Matt Lucas, James. Wow. I mean, it, that was one of the ones where, like, I thought, as we're going along, this all sounds quite nice and tasty, but even Matt admitted at the end when we heard the menu back, kind of gross. Kind of gross menu. It, well, it, it's when you have everything to pick from in the whole world and universe and time. Yes. I mean, he picked a Yorkshire pudding. 
and he picked uh, Wolves Wolves Romantica. Yeah, <laughs> but you know he went for what he wanted, and that's what he wanted when he thought about the off-menu concept. These so you can't blame a guy for that. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna hold that against him. Thank you very much for coming in, Matt. And of course, as we said before, Matt is one of the hosts of Bake Off, the Great British Bake Off. And of course, the new series of Bake Off has started. It's on now, James. It's on right now. I'm sure you've already got your favourite bakers already. Follow them along, see how they do. He, of course, did not say baked potato as well. I would have felt mean. Yeah, it would have felt mean. And also, that guy's not eating baked potatoes. He's creating new shapes of roast potato. He's operating on a different plane. If he had baked a potato but cored it, I don't know how I would have... Maybe maybe I would have been like, you can stay in. That's not a traditional baked potato. I don't know. I don't know. It would have been a discussion. It would have been a big discussion. In front of our guests as to whether to remove them from the podcast or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, I like the sound of the cord roast potatoes. So. Yes, yes. They, they do sound quite nice, actually. I'm gonna, I'm not going to try them. No, I'm never going to try them. No, no, no. No, no sounds no. horrible. Awful, awful stuff. But thank you very much for coming in, Matt. Uh, I, of course, am back on tour. I mentioned that at the beginning. EdGamble.co.uk for tickets. Very excited. I can't wait to see the show, Ed. I've, uh, As you know, I'm coming to one of the nights. Which yes. one will it be? <gasps> Hey, listeners, why not just buy as many tickets as you can, go and see Ed as many times as possible, and maybe you'll see me in the foyer and I'll tell you to piss off. Will it be Shrewsbury? We don't know. We don't know if it'll be Shrewsbury. Will but it maybe be Aberystwyth? It will. will it be Aberystwyth? We don't know. But come and see me wherever James may be. Edgamble.co.uk for tickets, please. Pearlies. But hey, guys, listen. Stay safe out there. Be nice to each other. And remember, at Off Menu Official on Twitter... And that's where you can tweet Benito and ask him about all the different restaurants that we mentioned on the podcast and where to find them. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, oh, well, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh, no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.